Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 15th day of August 2022. Happy Monday to you. Monday, Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. Welcome to it. We're going to trust it anyway. Uh, It's going to be extremely short shows for most of this week because I am, for those of you who do not uh, listen to the Curse Program, first of all, shame on you. Secondly, I am in um, northern Michigan at my father's place. I'm sitting in his wood shop, which is just, it's connected to his garage. It's a little, I don't know, 10 by 10 room off the side of the garage that he built. But he's got, you know, I'm looking at two drills. He's got a bandsaw, table saw, drill press. He's got everything set up and uh, he keeps it nice and clean. Doesn't get out here much anymore. But he keeps it nice and clean anyway. I did tell him I'd have to work out here because I'm planning on doing my radio show out of here starting on Wednesday. And uh, he cleaned it up. So, yeah, there's no, I mean, there's still, there's caked on sawdust. But otherwise, right here. So, I, uh, like I say, I'm going to keep it short at the beginning of the week because I actually took off the Monday and Tuesday so we could do stuff. So those days, like through Wednesday, is going to be short, meaning 10, 15-minute shows, however long it is, that I ramble on. I'm going to just uh, comment, by the way, at the end of the show, I will be announcing, even though I'm not at home, it won't be mailed out this week, but I could ask my friend Todd to mail it out, who's watching the cats and staying at the house, but I won't. Uh, But I do have a winner for the signed books, the autographed books. You'll find out who won and which book was won at the end. And then you'll have the announcement of the uh, new book that will be given away this week or at least possibly be given away this week. You know the rules. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. Appreciate it. And by the way, if you are around and uh, available and able to stream from 9 until noon Eastern time. Give my show, go to WCBM.com or get the WCBM app. Listen to my buddy Dean Carianis. He's been on this show. He's been a guest on the podcast. He's been a guest on the radio show. He worked for Rush Limbaugh for 20-some-odd years. Good dude, smart guy, the history author. He hosts that podcast. One of the few interviewers who actually reads the book, about uh, which he interviews people. Smart guy. He's. I got them to let uh, give him a shot to uh, fill in for me on the radio Monday and Tuesday. So good luck to Dean. I'll try to listen as best I can while doing other things. But you guys, check him out. Give him a shot and uh, give him a call. I'm sure he'll, he'll appreciate getting phone. First, look, the first time I did radio, I had two other people. It was on a Saturday afternoon on WMAL in DC. It was I'd done podcasting with friends, but that was it. Real radio, I thought, holy crap, from four to seven PM on a Saturday. I'm never gonna be able to get through that. They wouldn't let it was me and uh, Brian Darling, and they wouldn't let me and Brian Darling do it by ourselves. They wanted a female voice on the show as well. So I asked my friend Mary Catherine Ham. And she said, okay, we'll do it. And so we did it. And I, I, I planned, this was back when, God, I was so nervous. I wrote out the opening monologue. I don't know, it was like 10 pages long. 
double-spaced, super big font so my eyes could read it and they wouldn't screw up. And uh, I must have printed up three inches worth of stuff just for me and for every so three inches each for everybody. And I remember going into that thinking, there's no way in hell we're going to fill three hours. This is going to be like 20 minutes worth of stuff. There's no way we're going to be looking like idiots. We need to really... God, I hope we get a million phone calls, and boy, I hope they're really interesting. And then, boom, it's over. It's over, and you're like, got through maybe a quarter of an inch of that stuff, and you're like, holy crap, that was fast. Three hours looking forward is forever. Three hours looking back is a blink of an eye. And there's no, if you're going to do radio for the first time or even for a while, you, uh, you learn that but you never accept it. You never accept it. There are slow news days where you're sitting there and you're soiling yourself going, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? And you get through it. You do it. You figure it out. But uh, So Dean is getting his first shot today. I've been trying to get this done for a while, and I'm glad that the station was nice enough to, uh, to agree to it. So thanks to them, and thanks to you guys. If you go out and listen to it, check out Dean. I love his voice. I love his sense of humor. He's not as dirty as he is on text messages, I hope, on radio. But uh, that's to be expected. So check it out. I just remember being terrified of doing radio. My God, it was so hor- horrifying. I used to book guests all the time. I used to try and get as many people as I could. Now it's like, I don't want any guests. Eh, turn off the phones or, you know what, I'll get to the phones when I can. It's a level of comfort with that microphone and knowing that people are listening that it can allow you to sit here and ramble on for however five minutes in a garage literally in the middle of nowhere where the sky is so clear and devoid of city lights that you can see trillions of stars. I don't even know how many of them. The sky is almost, I mean, realistically, it's not bright, but it seems as though it should be because there are so many stars out there. It should be like noon with all the stars if they weren't so many light years away. Anyway, I want to comment on Merrick Garland and his little temper tantrum and his state. I don't want to play. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to play any. Maybe I'll play a little bit of audio. Hell, I don't know. I'm, I'm winging it as I go. But about Merrick Garland and the raid on Mar-a-Lago, can I just reiterate something that I have said before and will say again uh, forever and ever and ever, and not to sound all Randy Travisy, but forever and ever and ever, amen. Thank God for Mitch McConnell. I know, I know, I'm a sellout, I'm a horrible conservative, I'm a, there's a Mitch McConnell is a monster, and blah. no, Mitch McConnell kept that man off the Supreme Court, a lesser person would have caved to Barack Obama, a lesser person would, and, you know, frankly, Donald Trump should be a little bit kinder to Mitch McConnell, I realize there's political mileage to be gained by complaining about him, and there is some animosity there. But Mitch McConnell is better at politics than just about anybody else, particularly anybody with an R after their name in the United States Senate. That's for damn sure. A lesser Republican would have said, well, we better just do this. Look, if we don't, we could motivate the same thing they're doing with Roe. It could motivate a bunch of Democrats to go out there and vote. So maybe if we put this relatively harmless guy out there in the Supreme Court, certainly be better than whoever Hillary picks. 
Because that was what was the conventional wisdom. Hillary Clinton was going to kick Donald Trump's ass. And uh, now, granted, Donald Trump wasn't the nominee when all of this drama started. But at any point throughout the process, uh, Mitch McConnell could have easily called for a, a hearing and a vote. He could have made it happen. If you look and you thought, you know, in the summer of 2016, the odds of Donald Trump winning the presidency, no matter, and I know there are a lot of people who are saying, I knew he could win, I knew he, bullshit. Sorry, excuse me. Bullet BS. You didn't know he could win. It was a long shot. The best shot he had was that Hillary Clinton was going to destroy herself, and the odds of that were pretty slim because the media was propping her up. And Donald Trump was, I don't know, he seemed to be annoying a whole lot of people. And being great for ratings. Being great for ratings doesn't mean squat. So you sit there and you go, well, what do you do? What do you do? Mitch McConnell could have said Hillary Clinton is going to nominate somebody significantly worse than Merrick Garland. And so we're going to proceed with Merrick Garland. We're going to play it safe. And we're going to take the wind out of the sails of Democrats who are saying we need this is our chance to flip the Supreme Court, to flip a seat, to turn from Scalia to at least a moderate-ish liberal. Let's do it. And took it away. And he said, I don't care. I'm sticking it out. We're going to let the American people do it. He essentially said, you know what? I think Donald Trump could pull this out. He never said that vocally, but he, you know, that has to be going through his mind. I think Donald Trump has a shot of pulling this out. And so I'm going to let this play out. Let the cards fall. The chips fall where they may. And he did it. And he kept that son of a bitch, Merrick Garland, off the Supreme Court. What a great thing that is for America. Is Mitch McConnell the guy I would want to be on the bench next to me in a team sport? No, but when it comes to, unless a team sport was chess, if chess became a team sport, because he is wildly good at strategy. Not always. He doesn't win. Nobody's perfect, but he is damn good at strategy. Just got to be honest about that. He kept Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court, and that's a good thing. Merrick Garland does not deserve to be on the Supreme Court. Uh, when There's one thing, I, you know, I'm not going to play the Merrick Garland audio because to hell with Merrick Garland, but I do want to point out the story that was floated and just to, to illustrate how bad our media is. Newsweek made a bunch of headlines last week when they said not only did Joe Biden, because Joe Biden's running around going, I didn't know anything about the uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I wasn't even in town that month. Yeah, you were in, uh, what is it, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas with your cokehead son. He still hasn't acknowledged the uh, bastard kid he had with the stripper. It's weird. Such a really horrible grandfather. You sit there, I only have six. My, I love all of my six grandchildren. What about the seventh one? Shut up. God, Biden's gross people. Anywho. The big story was that Merrick, not only did Joe Biden not have anything to do or any foreknowledge of the raid on Mar-a-Lago, but Merrick Garland, it was so different. It was so important. It was so detached that they didn't even bother to uh, inform the, uh, the Justice Department, the Attorney General, that Merrick Garland didn't even sign off. That's how apolitical this whole thing was. And then Merrick Garland comes out at the end of last week and goes, I want to be clear. I ordered the raid on this, that, the other thing. Like, oh, God. 
Why? Why did they do that? I talked about this on the week in F and Review because nobody was buying it. Somebody had somebody in authority had to pretend to have some or had to admit they had some knowledge of this. It can't be Joe Biden because then it becomes very Stalin-esque. So they go with Merrick Garland. Nobody's believing Joe Biden didn't know this either way, especially since he gave a whole bunch of speeches and interviews and said a bunch of things like, God, I hate that guy. I think he should face justice. But he can't be the one ordering the hit on the uh, the heads of the five families. So they threw that to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland doesn't put on a tie in the morning without running it past somebody else. He's a puppet. He's a sock puppet. So spare me this Merrick Garland is a hero crap. But I just thought that was hilarious that he's out there trying to say, I ordered this, I, I did this, that, and the other. He had nuclear codes, they say. That's what the thing is. He had nuclear codes. Wait a second. So are you telling me that we've had the same nu- we have the same nuclear codes since, you know, the president? Every president? Did John Podesta have a say in setting up the nuclear codes? Is the password password? Do we need to be worried about government incompetence? You see movies, they like they crack the thing open and there's a piece of paper in there and it's got 17 different weird symbols and everything. Maybe it's just as simple as uh, poop pants. All right, there go the nukes. That was the secret code. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, launch. Whoa, there you go. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. They're scrambling now. I think they're realizing that it was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it, but they did it. They can't put that toothpaste back in that tube. And so I think this puts additional pressure on the Justice Department to somehow indict Donald Trump on something because otherwise they just raided a dude's house to get some papers back. They can't do that. It really is they're that petty. They're that bad at uh, their jobs and they're that bad of people. But they can't leave that sitting out there for the dopes who don't pay attention to the news. They think they can. They might be able to fool them. They need to try to fool them because the alternative is... Uh, People looking at their government and going, what in the hell is going on with their government here? They're raiding former president's houses? Now, I'm in northern lower peninsula of Michigan. It's not the top issue on most people's minds, to be honest with you. Uh, But it is an issue on people's minds. It does come up once they find out what I do, whatever. But uh, they're not talking and not buzzing about it. But when they do, they're not happy with it. They don't like the look of it. Especially what made it worse was the explanation or the attempted explanation that they needed these documents at the National Art. Especially when you say, well, they never went after Hillary. And they never went after Barack Obama, who's sitting on, what, 30 million pages of documents? We don't know what's in them. Nobody seems to know or care what's in them. Because Barry, don't worry, Barry loves this country. I don't believe Barack Obama loves this country at all. In fact, if you gave me a a list of all presidents and said which one was most likely to be hanging out with somebody who's a literal terrorist who seeks to destroy the United States, Barack Obama would be the top of that list. The top of that list. Number two would be Joe Biden because he would be hanging out with Barack Obama. So uh, the National Archives and the Justice Department should begin to be just a skosh concerned about what maybe he's got in his closet, so to speak. But they're not. They don't care. So, uh, yeah, the American people think that that stinks. I'll tell you, 
One thing, and just to put a fine point on the Merrick Garland thing, I want to repeat again, thank God for Mitch McConnell. Everything else, Mitch McConnell, people bitch about Mitch McConnell. I agree, I agree, I agree. But on this one thing, it gives him a pass on so much of the other things. So much on the other things. Um, one thing I want to point out here, maybe I'll get more into it tomorrow because I'm going to go uh, to uh, Mackinac Island. And uh, I want to see what it's like up there and around there and then visit a friend in Traverse City and see what it's like there. We went to a zoo today, a really small, very small zoo. And it was it was nice. It was cool. It was a little Tiger King-esque, but much better quality. But the kids loved it. When the way back, called my dad. So he didn't want to go because he, he can't walk very well anymore. He has no cartilage in his knees, and he uses a walker in the house and... I said, we could bring a wheelchair. So we got a wheelchair because my mom needed a wheelchair. And it said, it's, there's no sidewalks. It's all stone. And it was. So he wouldn't have gotten around. But I called him and he loves KFC. He doesn't get it very often because it's like a half an hour away. So he, we drove the half an hour. I said, I want to get my dad KFC. We go get KFC. And uh, I call him, tell him we're bringing back KFC. And while we're sitting in the line at KFC, there's a sign. It's a KFC Taco Bell combo in West Branch, Michigan. They have a sign, 13 bucks an hour. They have a flexible schedule, uh, education reimbursement or something like that. They're willing to help you with college or what have you. Telemedicine, which I assume is their version of health benefits. You can talk to a doctor via video chat or whatever, which is better than nothing. And same day pay or immediate pay, which isn't immediate. It's actually the sign was a little bit at the bottom. It said, uh, Paid the next day. Work today, get paid tomorrow. 13 bucks an hour to start. Minimum wage, $7.50 an hour. And you can get paid the next day. Work today, get paid tomorrow. And that sign had been up for a while. Then we were going through the drive-thru. We look over, there's a Wendy's next to it. Their pay for pretty much the same benefits was 14 bucks an hour. The McDonald's in town here is only opened on the drive-thru. They can't open on the inside not because of COVID, but because they can't find anybody, enough people to work. So they can find enough people to staff it, cook it, package it, everything, and pass it out the drive through but not enough to open the restaurant physically on the inside to make it worthwhile and maintain it. And that's been, they, that's been that way through all of COVID. They were drive through only, and they just stayed drive through only. I asked my dad, like, what the hell? So they can't find anybody. The main restaurant in town is closed two days a week not because the people don't want to eat there people want to eat there the place is good it's always been busy it's a gold mine but they can't find wait staff for seven days a week now after covid not that people died the people didn't die there's something else going on i'm not really sure what it is yet i am investigating what it is but it is one of those things where my dad said well they sent a bunch of people a bunch of covid money and you sit there and you say, well, he said 1500 here and then $400 or $200, whatever the hell it was, $500 per kid, I don't even remember. And a bunch of other things. And based on low income, and this is a very low income area, they sent a bunch of money. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that was, I got, I think we got $1,500 total or whatever. I can't even remember what it was. It wasn't life-changing money, not to sound like a D-bag or anything, but I don't remember what it was. And I gave it all to my wife and I, I, I didn't keep track of it. I just, oh, I opened the envelope, 
signed the back of the check, gave it to my wife, said, you sign it, deposit it, use it for whatever. Um, where we live, it's expensive. It's expensive. It wasn't nothing to sniff at, but here, that money goes a long way. There's something going on here where people don't need to work, don't want to work. Maybe it's the expansion of the welfare state. There's also something really bizarre where, I mean, these fast food gigs are kids' first jobs. That's your launching pad. And nobody's launching or very few people are launching anymore. That's That doesn't bode well for the future. Marijuana, recreational use marijuana is legal in Maryland. Are the kids all getting stoned? I don't know. Are they doing meth? Are they selling weed? Are they doing something? What is going on? Unless their parents are going, you know what? I want you to stay at home and play on your Xbox all day. There's something going on here that nobody seems to know or recognize what the hell it is. I don't know what it is. I'm hoping to figure it out. But if you know, email me. I'd love to hear it because it uh, it's screwed up. <laughs> it really is screwed up. I don't get it. So, yeah, that uh, struck me as odd, to say the least. We went to, uh, there's like an amusement park around Higgins Lake, Houghton Lake area. It's not an amusement park. It's like putt-putt and go-karts and uh, bumper boats and stuff. And uh, the bumper boats weren't open yet. I'm like, what the hell? Where are the bumper boats? Oh, we got to have bumper boats open at 5. We were there at 3. We were doing other things. But I had like a pass that was good for the bumper boats and everything else. And I asked for it and said, well, we, we don't have enough people to staff it. So when they come in and we, at five o'clock, we'll have more people and then we'll open it. And it's, it's so screwed. Cause that's like the dream. That would be like the cool job. That's just this side of working in a record store back in the nineties is working at this place where you can get your friends free go-kart rides and everything and all the chicks would come in and it was just awesome and nobody wants to do it not enough people want to do it i don't know what the hell is going on people are putting off getting their first job now the people who were working there were young so it's not like no young people are working maybe there just aren't enough kids i don't know what the hell is going on but i'm gonna try to figure it out i don't know when or if and if you know it like i say email me i'll be happy to uh hear you out because you may well be right anyway that is enough for today see i went longer than i had planned now the winner of the autographed book ladies and gentlemen finally it has been taken now i don't think this is a birth name we wanted kurt schlichter so kurt schlichter congratulations or well congratulations to the winner the rolos the Rolos. You've got a message from me uh, through Patreon uh, for asking you for your address. So the Rolos, thank you for the support. Thanks for listening. Congratulations. You won the Kurt Schlichter book autographed by Kurt. And that means that Greg Gutfeld returns with the Bible of Unspeakable Truths. And this one is he goes up against the Star of Duck Dynasty Cy Robertson, autographed Cy Robertson book, Cy Renity, How I Stay Calm and Keep the Faith. So Cy Robertson versus Greg Gutfeld. Go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com to sign up and enter to win and all that good stuff. Tell me which one you want in the comment section. And if your name is drawn, 
Thou shall have that book. Congratulations to the Rolo. Is that real? I don't think that's a real name. But the Rolos, congratulations. You can roll a Rolos to your friend. And I roll it back to you. That is all the time we have for today. Like I say, get a chance. Check out Dean Carianis, the History Author Show podcast. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. I'm curious to know. I hope he does well. Fingers crossed. At uh, WCBM.com or the WCBM app from 9 a.m. till noon Eastern time. Uh, to, well, today, that you're listening to this, or and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. Have a great Monday. Otherwise, we'll be back here with another abridged edition, and maybe I will have discovered something on my quest for knowledge. I doubt it, though, but I'll keep on questing. Have a great one. Thanks for listening.